0: Hey everyone, welcome to Movie Films with Bill and Steve. I'm Bill. I'm Steve. Movies talk, so let's talk movies. Let's talk those movies. How are you doing this week, Steve?
1: I'm doing fantastic, Bill. How are you doing?
0: I'm doing just fine as well. Uh, I started getting balls deep into New Japan Pro Wrestling. Uh, uh, this past Sunday as we're recording this, there was a pay-per-view in Japan that was also uh, aired in North America through uh, Global Force Wrestling Okay. Uh, called Wrestle Kingdom 9 it was it's basically like new japan's uh wrestlemania uh, they host it in the tokyo dome in tokyo uh i've been a very super casual uh fan or mm-hmm. observer of new japan wrestling so i thought okay i'll check this out it sounds gonna like be a big event it was uh one of the best uh pay-per-views i've seen in a lo- uh, probably in a very long time oh uh, wow especially compared to wwe wwe's pay-per-views this past year were mostly shit outside of their uh, developmental division called NXT. Everything they do is fantastic. Uh, But WWE's main product is pretty much garbage. So this Mm -hmm. was a breath of fresh air. Um, Even though I don't know a lot of the storylines going into it, uh, for the U.S. uh, broadcast of it, they had uh, Jim Ross and Matt Stryker do English commentary. Oh, that's awesome. It It was really good. So that helped bring a lot to it. And admittedly, like, half of the roster for New Japan is also... um, you know, English speaking guys, like the Bullet Club is kind of like the heel organization there and most of those guys are uh, American and so like some of this stuff like I know them because I listen to some of their podcasts and stuff so mm-hmm. yeah, uh, they have a streaming service it's on Japanese but uh, that doesn't matter I can still I can still watch wrestling and the, all <laughs> the wrestlers there are really good at telling the story in ring something that WWE is really fucking sucks at doing anymore So, right. Uh, so even if I don't get the commentary or get some of the promo some of the guys cut, because obviously as I'm Japanese, I'm still getting what they're doing through body language and performance and ring, which I super appreciate. Okay, that's so, cool. Yeah, that's uh, that's a little bit inside of how much I love wrestling, so.
1: And Bill does love wrestling. I do.
0: I, I was super casual over the past several years, but up until this past year, with the WWE Network launching and everything, it was opened me up to a lot more of it, and I've just been devouring it for the past year and making up for the lost time, I suppose. Right. <laughs> So that's that uh, Anything else in uh, particular of you Steve Or same old, same old
1: uh, Not too much, I've been been watching a lot of Power Rangers Because I got like 5 seasons on DVD
0: Oh hell yeah
1: uh, So I've just been kicking through SPD Which is a fantastic season
0: that's um,
1: great. And the box set also includes Mystic Force Which I like a lot, apparently a lot of the fandom Hates it, I don't know why Because it's fun uh, Jungle Fury, which is solid Operation Overdrive, which nobody likes <laughs> and then RPM, which is the best season ever made. That's
0: what you've told me. I, I, it's on my docket to check out sometime if I have spare time to watch the show.
1: Yeah, if, if anyone out there used to like Power Rangers and hasn't seen it in a while, interested in getting into it, or for some reason in some how way did know it was still on the air, even though it literally has never gone off the air ever, and the toys have been in the aisle all the time, if you did know Power Rangers was still on the air and were interested... Uh, boot up your Netflix and uh, watch a few episodes of RPM because it's really good.
0: Right on. I like how South Factory is still really trying to sell those big, uh, the big uh, Red Ranger helmet. Box I sets. knew that
1: was gonna happen. Like so many well, people knew that was gonna happen.
0: It's it's it, I, I'm sure South Factory knew it themselves. Um, it's one of those things where I feel like they should have released that first mm-hmm. and not released all these box sets. That but then again. I don't know. I'm sure there's enough Power Ranger fans that have bought, have been buying those up, and I'm sure Shop Factory is doing fine.
1: Oh yeah, they're doing fine. Just I, mean, uh, I, I, I know how much like DVDs cost, mm-hmm. and I know how much it costs to transfer that to DVD to make the thing to make the helmet, and I know that they have to kick a portion of the profits off that set to Lionsgate because Lionsgate is the company that owns the DVD rights for Samurai, Super Samurai, and Megaforce.
0: Mm-hmm. But, um, but then that also, you would have to know what they're agreements are and right. right. so we don't know how much is going right. on here, but but yeah, it's going to be. Right. But I do though.
1: feel that was way that was way too high priced. Like the Black Friday deal of selling that for 400 bucks, that's super ultra fair.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, but the original asking price
0: was insanity. What is it? What was it? Like 600 700? 700. For, yeah, for a life-size like big thing that holds DVDs. Yeah, that's I, I always thought that was too expensive. But then- Yeah, cuz like
1: e- cuz you could get a life-size uh, an actual helmet that you can wear. Yeah. For three hundred fifty dollars, and it's that expensive because they, you know, the guys that are making those make that by hand. Mm-hmm. So a mass-produced case that you can't wear definitely probably costs maybe I don't know eighty bucks to produce.
0: Was it was it was it limited edition like a certain number of? The there was a certain number. Okay, that that also drives cost up as well, especially something that big. I agree.
1: And that so is true. Yeah,
0: so, and plus the cost of the DVD sets, and they have to make it comparable. It, yeah, absolutely. Yeah.
1: But like I said, 400 that's yeah. still expensive, but that's fair.
0: Yeah, it's a lot better than 700 Yes. <laughs> For sure. Well, uh, moving on from there, we have uh, some exciting news. We
1: have some super exciting
0: news. Super exciting news, super critical news that people either, either are okay with or hate it or love it as we get into it. Um, first bit of news that Scarlett Johansson was signed on to star in DreamWorks' adaptation of Ghost in the Shell. So okay. let's see if this actually how this goes, uh, or if it goes anywhere. I feel like a lot of people are jumping the gun and either getting upset or getting excited because, as we know, many times uh, people sign on for things, projects start, and then go nowhere and then just halt. I remember when it was
1: officially announced that Leonardo DiCaprio was starring in Akira.
0: Yeah, I remember when. I don't know, shit now i think about it, i don't know if it was ever officially cast as keanu reeves as a spike for good cowboy bebop or if that was always like super super like 99 confirmed or mm-hmm. i don't know if it was ever 100 like 100 or not but that i forget like, too but like, i remember that as well we have to remember like exactly that's what the whole point is this doesn't mean anything it's a, i always say until i see a trailer or like production photos or something i'm and even then with the interview is a good case and there's been many films in the past that just gets shelved after a trailer is released mm-hmm. um i think uh like the michael bay produced film project almanac from la i think that's the new title or might have a new title now uh, It was supposed to come out last year um this sort of just is that teens find a time machine go back in time fuck around but then discover that there's problems so they have to go back and fix it it's one of those type of stories mm-hmm. um that film got shelved and is just now coming out i think like in two or three months with a different title Right. So, and same thing with um, Eli Roth's uh, Green Inferno, the cannibal, the cannibal Holocaust type movie, mm-hmm. Amazonian cannibal film, which I'm really excited to see. That was supposed to come out back in October. That got shelved from a distribution problem, and now it's still trying to find its way out. So, I know those are like actual finished films not getting released quickly. But even this, I don't know. I, who knows what happened? Um, it's another U.S. adaptation of a uh, anime. Right. Um, so who knows how that will turn out.
1: Right, yeah, let's just... Let's see how the script turns out and everything else before we start losing our minds over Scarlett Johansson. Um, And yeah, it's just a case of, like, a lot of people complain about whitewashing and stuff, and generally I super agree with that. Mm -hmm. It bothers me just as much... It bothers me a lot when they cast a white person in a role that should be, like, Asian or Indian or something, just as much as it bothers me if they cast a, a black actor in the role of someone who should be white yeah i think it's dumb either way that being said you know ghost in the show it's all about you know freaking uploading your soul to a different body
0: yeah so that's that's a slight workaround although but there's plenty of you know it's one of those things uh, hollywood has this idea that there's not superstar power behind something it just won't work they have no faith in movies which i I get because movies are expensive you want to have more more of a guarantee i'm not going to shit on that i understand that from a business perspective right but like Johnny Depp as Tonto and Lone, and Lone Ranger. Hey, there are plenty of actual Native Americans that are, you know, not instead of Johnny Depp trying to say he's like 186 or some bullshit. Right. You know, there's plenty of actual Native American actors who could play that role. The same thing here. Like, there's plenty of, you know, Japanese actors, actresses, people that can be in these movies, and as long as you make a good movie and, you know, market it properly, it can do fine. Right you don't need to slap and even then i don't you know i i don't mind scarlett johansson but i don't i feel like we're now we're just like going to the same problem where we only have like they're trying to say oh this is a big big uh thing for women in action movies no it's the same problem it always was you have like one person yeah you don't have why don't you spread it out why don't you get different actresses bring up people do different things instead of just right Here's There's so like... many
1: actresses that aren't a big name yet that mm-hmm. would be super willing to do this role. Many of whom who are Asian. <laughs> um,
0: yeah, exactly.
1: And like, instead of casting an unknown, they're so fucking afraid that it's just Scarlett Johansson, Scarlett Johansson, Scarlett Johansson. Hey, she was in Avengers. Hey, that she l- was in um, that movie where her brain could travel through time. Oh, Lucy.
0: Yeah, Lucy. The Luke Besson film. So fucking she's weird. also in, a, she's in A bunch of Thuff recently. And I, I, I don't know, I don't, I think scarlett Jansen's an okay actress i don't see a whole lot that i'm ever like oh man she's amazing like a lot of people throw on her which that's just my personal opinion but
1: i agree with you she's good but she's never blown me away
0: but everyone really jumps on her but no it's also she hurt
1: ryan reynolds um by breaking up with him so she can go fuck herself <laughs> ryan you're my bro i got your back
2: against Bros that bitch <laughs>
0: um it's the same thing where they want to try to argue that there's a lot more females in action movies no there's one same thing they always try to say female directors it's like well no there's still really just catherine bigelow she's right. the only example of a prominent female director i can think of mm-hmm. yeah there's I, not many and she she still doesn't even really do that much i think mean, zero dark 30 is the last film she did and i don't know what else is on her docket coming up mm-hmm. right i know um i forget i apologize to the, the director's name um the woman who directed punisher warzone Oh, yeah, yeah. She was really hoping that she could break out as a action, female action director, but then critics were assholes and fucking didn't get Warzone and really shat on her and really kind of fucked over her career. Mm-hmm. That didn't really go anywhere.
1: But Which is too bad because Warzone was fantastic and I'd love to see her do more stuff and I would totally work for her.
0: <laughs> oh, always the shill, always the shill. Um,. Yeah, as much as we kind of keep diverting, it's clear how much we really care about Scarlett Johansson playing. I assume Misato. I think that's the the, the, the character. I don't
1: right. think they actually announced what character she's playing, so oh, it's possible. So it might not
0: even be. Might not, might. Not, yeah, not might care. not be
1: the main character, or they're going to do the story in a different way, where it's like a different main character.
0: Yeah,
1: it could be anything. It literally could be anything. The only yeah. news about Ghost in the Shell is that it is Scarlett Johansson is in it
0: in a movie called Ghost in the Shell. Yeah. So it might not even be based it's on... It's Ghostbusters 3. Oh, that'd be great. <laughs> that'd be really funny if that was all it's all like a bunch of shell projects to hide the fact that they're doing that. <laughs> that'd be amazing. Yeah, but that would never happen. No, God no. Um. So moving on a bit to other uh, kind of degrees of separation from Scarlett Johansson, we had the uh, trailer slash teaser trailer drop for Ant-Man, which this trailer also had a teaser trailer for the... The teaser for the teaser trailer. To be fair, uh, that was funny to me. No, well, I, it was kind of funny when it was a, like, thumbnail, but then they actually released an actual teaser, tra- like a, not thumbnail, like literally the thumbnail size goes ant size, get it? Um, I thought that was fine. That was that was fine. But Oh, that's they, what I was
1: referencing. I didn't realize that they did another oh, one of those bullshit teaser for the teaser. They did, because
0: oh. the trailer premiered during uh, Agent Carter, which I didn't watch off cable, and I'll give a shit. Oh, yeah, I don't um, give a shit. I love Agent cause Carter. was super I,
1: hot, and I don't care.
0: I know it happened to her. She dies of Alzheimer's and shit. Yeah. (laughs) I I, I know the end of her story. So Mm -hmm. it's one of those things where I sometimes... There's a lot of times where I have a hard time separating my suspending my disbelief so I can follow this prequel story. Same thing with Monsters University. I know it's a tangent. I apologize. Didn't care about that movie because I know exactly what happens at the end of it. Yep. Um,
1: uh, Well, no, you get to see everyone um, waste a bunch of money and time at this college and then their entire industry collapses and they have to learn new trades perfect just like real life
0: (laughs) (laughs) but um yeah they released like the ant-sized version but no there was an actual teaser for the trailer because i'm sorry i I realized i already explained that um because they were going to premiere the trailer during agent carter on abc so there's a teaser saying hey watch it then it's like Mm -hmm. oh so you're still releasing? it's all going back to that same problem we've had several episodes oh fuck almost near the beginning of the podcast where it's like hey how about you stop making teasers for teasers yeah that's don't make trailers for trailers, don't like that. It's stupid. Um I uh, Yeah, what I, what are your what were your <laughs>
1: thoughts on the actual TV? Thoughts on the trailer? actual
0: trailer. Uh this tra- if I said so this to Steve shortly before I started recording, if I was uh, contracted to make a parody of what a trailer for a uh, phase two Marvel movie should look like, uh this is the trailer I'd make. Yep. Yeah, Silly kind of agree. omnibus uh, voiceover about how you should be a hero Images that I don't understand aren't connected to anything that's relating to it. Some stupid joke at the end. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, I agree. Uh, the trailer did nothing for me. And they, see, I, uh, when they first were talking about an anime movie, I was really excited, and people kept on like asking, like, "Well, why?" I'm like, "Well, I really like Hank Pym as a character. You know, uh, a lot of Marvel characters are like fucking broken, or like they're dark, or they're like human with uh, insecurities and stuff and like that happens a lot but with Hank he is a guy that has a lot of personal issues Um, he thinks that he's not good enough he's one of the smartest people in the Marvel Universe but even as smart as he is he will oftentimes to himself just be like Jesus I'm not fucking Tony Stark or Reed Richards what the fuck do I bring to the table and freak out about that but he's he's not broken he's just fractured he has a lot of personal issues that he tries to deal with most times on his own, but sometimes it gets the better of him, and he kind of loses himself. But at the core of it, he's a good guy. He's trying his best. He's just trying to matter in this world where in any other world he would be the go-to guy, but because of where he lives, he's much lower on the totem pole than he probably should be. Mm-hmm. And, and I dig that, and I like him as a person. I like how hard he tries, um, and how when he attempts to do good things, sometimes it turns out bad, like making Ultron oops but because of that the Vision also gets created who's one of the greatest Avengers of all time and it's just it's a continuous kind of give and take with Hank Pym's life and I really like that I love Hank Pym oh well too bad this movie's about Scott Lang Hank Pym's like 65 years old fuck you Steve
0: yeah I don't know why they Uh, went that route and Hank
1: Pym just is like some spiritual uh, emissary that's guiding Scott Lang to be a hero instead of actually being like Hank Pym so yeah that's what I took away from the trailer
0: Hey, guess what? I bet ya that Hank Pym dies, and it's a moment that really forces Scott to be a hero and to save the day. Um
1: I would I would be more okay with Scott Lang being the main character of this movie if Hank Pym was the same age. But instead they're they're opting for a thing of like Hank Pym was active in like the seventies or some shit. Uh Janet is apparently dead. Janet Pym is dead. The chick in the trailer that looks like Janet is Hank's daughter. Neat. That's my reaction.
0: Bunch of neat stuff. Bunch of neat.
1: Um, I like Paul. I like like Paul Paul Rudd. Paul Rudd. Uh, he's a great actor and he's a funny guy. And I look forward to him being on Conan O'Brien showing that clip from that (laughs) Alien movie. (laughs) Oh, from
0: oh shit! I know. Um. um, Oh, any other time I could tell you. I know exactly what movie it is. It's like um,
1: Blank and Me. Oh, uh, Mac and Me. Mac and Me. That's a movie that's a
0: blatant Coca-Cola McDonald's uh, commercial. Yes. <laughs> um, for, the, for a quick tangent, for those who don't know, the aliens in the film love Coca-Cola, and it's Coca-Cola that brings them back to life when they are killed. Yes, and McDonald's is featured heavily in the movie as well. Yes, it's fantastic. But yeah, that clip on Conan's is perfect. I love
1: that. I love that. That's a, the best running gag ever. Uh, um, so I look forward to that. But the trailer does nothing for me. And like I, I like Hank Pym a lot, but this doesn't feel like really Hank Pym. And without Hank Pym, I—I I mean, I like Scott Lang, but I like Scott Lang better when he's with Hank Pym, it, like side by side, which they're going to do slightly because apparently Hank is going to be Yellow Jacket in this film, which is cool, but again, I feel like the one of the founding members of the Avengers shouldn't have been active 30 years before the Avengers existed. Yeah. Um, it's just pretty fucking lame to me. And yeah, the trailer did nothing for me. There's no, there was no hook. There's nothing interesting about it. There's nothing different about it. It just felt like another generic Marvel Studios movie, which we've complained about for three episodes now.
0: <laughs> it's very true. They just don't really do much. Like I, uh, what would have got me more excited for it if it was a similar uh, treatment, similar to the uh, test footage they showed at Comic Con several years ago? Mm-hmm. Hey, show some action. Show something. Don't show uh gray blue images of moodiness with a vomin- like i keep saying a stupid voiceover about hey you gotta be a hero dude mm-hmm. be a hero to your daughter okay cool yeah oh, it's so it's i don't i don't know what's like i, I understand it's a teaser but it's rather a long teaser it could have been a, it, it, i consider it, that
1: it, an actual trailer like that yeah, wasn't it was an a actual teaser
0: trailer and it did nothing to really tell me about like what's going on like who's doing what who's who's the bad guys what are they doing i don't know mm-hmm show something how is a guy that can turn small gonna like how does this work in the movie like how's what's it gonna matter well i is a spy thriller like he has to sneak around and like right like, uh, like find out information and then that's how that's the benefit i don't understand like how it's gonna relate to a movie story.
1: well let me make a prediction bill um uh for the first two acts in the movie uh paul rudd is going to be fighting a villain and then in act three surprise that's not actually the villain and someone else is the villain
0: Holy shit, they've never done that That is so radical What if it's Hank Pym, that's the bad guy
1: Oh, uh, that would, I will, fuck Don't even say that, cause that would be terrible
0: i like, I'm gonna make you, I'm putting my money down I'm, I'm, I I'm. have so little faith in Marvel Studios generally anymore That it's gonna be someone you don't know who it is And then, oh, gotcha It was Hank Pym the whole time oh, It's go- me, Austin, it was me the whole time
1: uh, Okay, so first Tony Stark is gonna create Ultron In Avengers 2 um, and then Ant-Man's gonna come out and the end of the movie is gonna be, Oh I'm Hank Pym, I'm an evil piece of shit and Scott Lang goes, I should've known, because you're a wife beater. Oh. And Hank Pym goes, Yeah, well I didn't even invent Pym Particles. Tony Stark did And then it cuts to the end credits and the first line in the credits, instead of being the director's name, is go fuck yourself, Steve. <laughs>
0: It's okay, though, because post-credit, there'll be a cameo by the bombastic Bagman, and everyone on the internet's going to just their pants, and then...
1: I mean, I'll, if the Bagman was in the movie, I'd probably be, be pretty fucking sweet, I'm not going to lie. Well, I... Uh, yeah.
0: I, I, like the
1: ba- I like bombastic Bagman, though. I've always thought it was a fantastic costume for Spidey.
0: Now, it's, that'd be interesting. Does, uh, now, does, does Marvel Studios have the rights to bombastic Bagman? No. They don't have to call him Spider-Man. They That's decide... true,
1: but no, it is. Um, although Marvel did not let Sony use the Bagman... That's weird. Like on the list of characters that Sony like applied for to make sure that they could uh, use the character ba- Bagman was on the list, and that was one of the ones that got the no from Marvel. Also, um, Spider Ham. Marvel told oh, no. Sony no. That
0: sucks. Sony, I, I would love to see a Spider Ham movie. I would
1: love the shit to see a Spider Ham movie. That'd be great.
0: Um, but anyways, anyway, yeah, anyway, the only the only Ant-Man saving thoughts. grace
1: that I'll give the Ant Man trailer is that they're keeping Scott Lang a dad. And in an age where both of the big comic companies, Marvel and DC, are, like, so fucking hard on for keeping their characters, like, young and hip and not married and stuff like that, uh, it's nice to see a dad.
0: Oh, is that why the movies have, like, 37-year-olds and 35-year-olds? Yeah, I know. I'm sorry, 33-year-olds. Uh, yeah. so that's how old Superman was. Yeah. So guys in their mid-30s. And techn- I guess Batman's gonna be older than Clark.
1: So yeah, that's That's cool, too. It's gonna be... That's a, pretty a, hip. Like,
0: yeah. Nothing's hipper than a 40-year-old. I'm talking about the comics,
1: you piece of shit.
0: <laughs> comics. Who reads those fucking things? I do. Well, you're one of the few. These I movies know. make billions of dollars. Doesn't mean the fucking... How many... The there are so
1: many people that don't... That are like, do they still make comics? I'm like, you go fuck yourself. Like, are you kidding me? Like... <laughs> I'm fine with you not reading them, but how do you not understand that they still exist? Do you Who's think that pa- who is
0: Paul McCartney? I don't know who Paul McCartney is. Seriously, it,
1: it would be better if it was like five year olds that didn't know they made comics. No, they're fucking like 30, 40 year old people.
0: I I read comics in the newspaper. You read Zitz? Zitz is great. <laughs> Those teenage kids—they wear uh, plaid shirts still.
1: Ah, uh, this cat still hates Mondays.
0: <laughs> anyway, Garfield yes. will never kick that football. So yeah,
1: it's <laughs>
0: <laughs> sorry. So I, yeah, that's Ant Man. Uh, um, I just kind of mixed up peanuts and Garfield, but who gives oh, a shit? They're I thought you did tests. it on
1: purpose. Damn it, that was fantastic. No. <laughs> well, I don't like well, to thank take you for admitting on
0: things I goof up on a, on accident. Yeah,
1: thanks for admitting that. Um, so yeah, that's Ant Man. Looks like another fucking Marvel Studios movie. The yeah, end. this
0: is probably the first one I might actually skip.
1: I mean, I'll see it, like I. but I'm not going to be in a rush to see it, I'll tell you that. No idea.
0: But as we wrap up our news segment, we have great news. Um, fantastic it's thanks news. to us. Thanks to us and our uh, several week-long campaign. This is part three in the Roman Polanski saga of how he is a pedophile. Just today, Yahoo News is reporting uh, that the United States has asked Poland to extradite Polanski. Uh, USA, we did it. Yeah, mission, uh, mission accomplished.
1: We uh, it was thanks to us reminding this country that Roman Polanski was rapist, um, that the U.S. obviously listened to our show and said, "Holy shit, these guys are right. We totally
2: forgot."
0: Alternatively, uh, I like to believe that his asking of the case to like the 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 case to be thrown out so we can come back to the United States reminded people. So like, oh shit.
1: Oh what no, are the, what are we
0: doing about this Polanski guy? And that's the real s- reason. Someone called up Obama, <laughs> and he's like, "Well." Um, let's get him back here. Let's um, get him back. Mm, I just yeah, feel so. that
1: they could easily send a like a fucking espionage American troop spy team to so Poland. See,
0: send in SEAL Team Six to get Polanski. Right. Like, I mean, they could get him. So that way, Captain get Bigelow him. can make another like, <laughs> like gritty like documentary about like oh sorry docu film kind of about t- 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 um, torture locating where where's Polanski? <laughs> <laughs> I would see that zero dark thirteen because the girl was 13 years old. <laughs> <You're> absolutely right.
2: <laughs>
0: um, again, <laughs> we're never condoning or making light of rape, but Roman Planski's a piece of shit. Yeah, shit no, we're found. making fun of a so, piece of shit. <laughs> um, yeah, so they uh, sent off stuff to uh, people in Poland. Uh, they have to look it over and stuff, and then they decide if they want to extradite. So let's keep our fingers crossed that Roman Planski can finally go to fucking prison jail after being um, uh, indicted or found it guilty, I should say. I don't know the legal definition. 1977, going on 40 years, and he still has not served a single day in jail. So let's uh, keep our fingers crossed. Let's write to our senators. Let's write to Obama. Let's get this done, because this is this is something I still find despicable. Yes. So there's been plenty of other rapists and pedophiles in Hollywood that have been served time in jail and have been punished.
1: Yeah, and even uh, if they worked I, again later, at least they served their time. Yeah. So, like, I'll accept I'll accept someone getting work again after they served their time. A lot of people are get get hung up on that. I'm like, I get that. You know, it's they're still a shitty person, but after you serve your time legitimately, I feel that you shouldn't be fucking like sent to the hobo town for the rest of your life. You should get Jeffrey a Jeffrey Jones.
0: Jeffrey Jones is my definite my 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 guy that I'm still pulling for. He was a com- he, most people know him because he was a comedy actor in the '80s and early '90s and stuff. But he uh had some kitty porn on his computer. But he's actually served his time. I feel like his punishment was in, was being in the film Who's Your Caddy? Yes. Uh, I'd like to see him do more stuff. He's a funny guy. I just I, it sucks that. No, I agree. You know that's a thing. His weakness and mental mental ailment led to him having like no career anymore. Absolutely, yeah. So, but, but because he served his time, he did his crime. He paid for the crime. Unlike Polanski, that piece of shit. Absolutely. You and- take your pianist Chinatown bullshit, throw it in the trash until you serve a day in jail.
1: I'm. I buy every copy of the pianist. I no. I don't buy every copy of the pianist. I steal it and I burn it.
0: <laughs> um. Great, so when you go to jail for shoplifting, you say it was like a political, like, crime. No,
1: then I get into jail, and they're like, yo, what you in for? I'm like, I destroyed a bunch of work of a fucking pedophile, and then they all high-five me and give me cigarettes. (laughs) And then I own the prison, and then they kick me out because I got too much
0: power. And then, in the classic uh, Jet Li line, you say...
1: (laughs) I am nobody's bitch! I am Steve Raczynski! You are all my bitches!
0: Oh, that was a great callback. <laughs> Perfect. Um, so yeah, that's that. That's that. I'll keep. We'll keep you updated as we hear updates in the coming weeks. Uh, Roman Polanski as uh, a rapist uh, continues on till next week's week. Uh,
1: Steve Frizinski is still not a
0: rapist. Steve is still not a rapist. So buy my so, movies instead of his. Has Red Christmas sold out? No. Okay, well, you guys need to get on that get on because that. he is not a rapist. How come you're not supporting this? Not rapist. <laughs> How can you
1: not support the fact that I don't rape? <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so, uh,
0: so we've uh, we've been uh, stretching out time as much as possible before getting into this week's uh, topic. Uh, yeah. Steve, do you want to start the start the ball rolling?
1: Well, last week was the start of our Jason Statham um, series where we're going to talk about Jason Statham movies. So we're, which is kind of like a um, a child of Bill Murphy specifically, which is great. I love talking Jason Statham, and Bill is a fantastic guy. So for my child, uh, I'm I pitched to Bill this series, which is going to be a series on Disney films and Disney as a history, as the studio. Because uh, I'm a big uh, fan of Walt Disney specifically, big fan of Disney as a studio, uh, their movies, the parks, obviously. I'm pretty, I'm pretty uh, big fan of Disney. So what we want to do here is uh, take a few episodes, and we're going to talk about each decade in Disney history.
0: Yeah, sounds great.
1: Uh, so we're going to talk about mostly the animated films and the hybrid films, uh, because the Disney animation... Uh, is much more knowledgeable for a lot of people and we'll talk about their legacies what's actually still around today what what gets referenced, things like that and we'll talk about a few live action films here and there uh, but we're, uh, we're going to try to stick to the, uh, the bigger ones, if you know what I mean
0: Absolutely uh, Being very upfront, uh, I am uh, a super, super casual guy on Disney <laughs> so if my knowledge uh, seems lacking it's because it is <laughs> um, <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> which is fine I'm sure there's going to be I a couple right, of films Steve, that I don't I remember
1: well. When Transporter yeah. 3 comes up, I'm going to just gonna let Bill drive that car straight down to podcast. I'm yes. going to drive that car
0: fast with a package in the back. Yes. See what I did there? Yes. <laughs> uh, but as I was telling Steve before we started and we were talking about this topic, but it's like um, growing up, everyone was super hard on the 90s. Like, oh my god, Aladdin, La- Lion King... And I was the kid, like, watching my ap- absent-minded professor VHS <laughs> and, like, Son of Flubber and um, the computer or tennis shoes. All these, like, super, like, 60s, 70s or, er- or earlier, like, live-action movies that kids my age were, like, had no fucking clue what I was talking about. <laughs> right. Everyone's like, oh, absent- you mean Flubber? No, not <laughs> Flubber starring Robin Williams. <laughs> Uh, but so so yeah, that's 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 my uh, my my realm of Disney, the stuff that no one else cared about.
1: And we'll talk about that stuff too.
0: Oh, absolutely. I'm just I'm just yeah trying to forewarn people if they later on they're like, man, Bill doesn't know shit about Disney. <laughs> you're right.
1: <laughs> I am not arguing that, folks.
0: Not at all. I'm not expert on Disney. You better not look at me. I better be like you're at the bottom of the list.
1: <laughs> people that know about Disney. Um, Bill Murphy's not on this list.
0: Yeah, there we go. Boom.
1: Okay, uh, so we're going to get started here. Um, Absolutely. So, so everyone knows who Walt Disney is. He's a cool guy. I think so. Uh, there's some shitty rumors that I feel are based in half-truths. So, but in general, Walt Disney was a cool guy that pushed a lot of boundaries when it came to entertainment and doing new things. Very true. Um, so uh, he, he had a lot of success in the um, late 20s, early 30s. You know, he was just doing a bunch of shorts, obviously. You know, Mickey Mouse cartoons, you know, other character cartoons, stuff like that. And 1934 is when he said, hey, we should make feature films. And that's, You're mad.
0: That's it, craziness. And that's
1: exactly what people reacted like. I mean, um, he announced um, in June of 1934 that the Walt Disney Studio was going to make its first animated feature film. Um, and everyone thought he was insane. You know, because like at the time he said, you know, the movies, uh, it should cost $250,000 to make, which at the time was 10 times more than any of the silly symphony shorts that he had been doing at that point. Mm -hmm. Um, So everyone said that he was insane. I mean, he put up his house for mortgage, you know, he banked the entire studio on it. If this movie failed, Disney would no longer exist. I mean, Roy, his brother tried to talk him out of it. His wife tried to talk him out of it. Everyone told him that this was a bad idea. Uh, every newspaper, I mean, they referred to the movie as Disney's folly. No one expected it, expected actual, it to do anything.
0: Uh, in the budget, like it was, ended up winding up being like one point four million dollars. Yep one one
1: million four hundred eighty eight thousand dollars, which in nineteen thirty seven,
0: Jesus, that's quite that's quite a lot of money. <laughs> um,
1: so uh, so no one thought it was going to be a success. And it was, again, it was the first length cell self-animated feature, motion picture history. Um, and he had to, you know, he fought uphill to get it released, to get it made. Um, so, and a lot of work went into it, you know. It was like, uh, I forget how many different animators. And, you know, I will, as much as I love Walt and defend Walt, he, he didn't like unions. No. Nope. Uh, ba- and this was back in the day when unions were definitely a good thing. <laughs> These days yeah. you can argue either way easier But back then
0: <laughs> Yeah and even this, this isn't as bad as it would get later in the 50s Oh yeah especially yeah, and, yeah, And all that stuff But you know um, it was anyways,
1: hundreds of animators working around the clock Just all co- And all copying the exact same animation style Which is insane mm-hmm. Um
0: this before China and a lot of the other like East Asian uh, companies Where they'd outsource a lot of the animating Right right exactly Um, um
1: so yeah, it was, uh, so, you know, it came out It, uh, premiered uh, December 21st, 1937 And, uh Everyone lost their shit At how good it was Yes uh uh-huh. I mean, they were on the cover of Time Magazine The New York Times, you know, who were the first ones to call it Disney's Folly, like, their front page uh, Their title <laughs> was, thank you very much, Mr. Disney
0: <laughs> <laughs> Um, a quick question I know, a lot. It's uh, my understanding, uh Snow White had a lot of rotoscoping. Is that that's correct, right? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Um, now, has the footage of the what they shot for the actual rotoscoping ever appear, shown up?
1: That I'm actually not sure of.
0: Okay, I didn't know if you knew. Yeah. I Yeah, curious. Yeah,
1: that's one of those things where I'm not the older films. There's a lot of those kind of facts that I'm gray on. Yeah, and
0: undeniable. I'm not
1: sure if those the rotoscoping itself ever got released. Yeah, with everything that has gotten released, I would assume so, but
2: th- that's, that's also something of, that could have um, gotten
0: easily lost. I've seen a lot of the like footage for rotoscoping. Obviously, like Heavy Metal did rotoscoping. There's footage for that, and same like a lot of the old Flesher Studios stuff. Some of that has shown up. I mm-hmm. was just curious if like things that for the old Disney stuff has ever appeared. Yeah. So I was just curious if you knew. Uh, a, lot the, um, a lot
1: of the a lot of the animators disapproved of the rotoscoping,
0: mm-hmm. and
1: it was a lot. It was like some of the stuff was rotoscoped and some of it wasn't. Like none of the animation of the Queen was rotoscoped. Okay. Um, so it was a very give and take. But even then, the fact that any of those rotoscoped is really cool.
0: Yeah, rotoscoping is really neat. I don't, I don't think it should be uh, disapproved. I don't know. I get, I get some of the uh, criticism of it, how it's basically like you know tracing in a way. But mm-hmm. it, I don't know. It, it's still, there's still a lot of work on, on top of it because you're basically film, you're filming something, so you have to film something, and then all that work involves that, and then on top of that, then you have to go through and in each individual cell. Um you know, try, cover cover over it, color it, you know, and make it not look uh, necessarily like a real person. Exactly. You know, make it animated, the you know, animated look. Yeah. And things like that.
1: So yeah, it's really cool.
0: It's a, it's a, it's a definitely a hard pro- long process for sure. One of my. But it looks but it looks great. It's actually fully animated.
1: One of my uh, favorite um, Trivias about the Snow White is that uh, Walt Disney uh, suggested to his staff. When they were designing and uh, making the film, to look to other films as influence, and like the films that he suggested were like German expressionist films, like he suggested mm-hmm. them to watch Nosferatu, yeah, and the Cabinet of uh, Doctor Caligari, I think it is, okay, yeah, but like they're very like dark expressionist films that mm-hmm. aren't the bright Snow White, and but that's also one of those things where Disney tried to do different things,
0: absolutely.
1: Like I mean, obviously it's a kids' film, you know, it's bright and colorful and happy, but there's also I mean the witch is fucking terrifying. And there's a lot of really dark, amazing imagery because he didn't want to just be the Mickey Mouse guy, and I dig yeah. that. Uh, but anyway, uh, so yeah, it came out uh, December 21st, 1937, tw- not 27. And uh, it, by the end of 1939, at the end of its theatrical run, it made 6.5 million dollars in 1930s money.
0: So yeah, it definitely made its budget <laughs> back. <laughs> it made a lot of money, and that's that's domestic. That ain't worldwide, obviously. Yeah, I don't even know how you would account like worldwide money back in the '30s. Yeah, um, and distribution and
1: things like that. uh, So yeah, I mean, people loved it. Great reviews, made a bunch of money. Uh, That was before there was an animated film category at at the Academy Awards. Uh, So uh, Walt won an honorary Academy Award uh, for Snow White. Oh, neat! Yeah, it was at the 11th Academy Awards, I want to say. Yeah, it was. Yeah, the
0: 11th. Uh, But the the film was nominated for best musical score though, so at least you could get in that way.
1: Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it was a, a huge hit, and Disney basically walked away with the middle fingers pointing backwards at everyone that said it was going to be a failure. Mm-hmm. So, good job. Um, I mean, culturally, uh, I feel that it's definitely stuck around.
0: Oh, well, yeah, it always pops up in things. Yeah. And it's- Snow
1: White is still one of the most popular princesses. You know, the Evil Queen pops up everywhere, the Seven Dwarves. Uh, Hi Ho is still a popular song that gets sung. Yep.
0: Um, I, I, that, I could say a lot more about that, and then most of the films that come out in the '40s—that's for sure.
1: Yeah, you know, I mean, the rides are at Disneyland or, and Disney World are still you know staples. You know, they even mm-hmm. they built a new roller coaster in Disney World that's based on Snow White. It's the Minecart Ride for the Seven Dwarves. Oh neat! And so yeah, it's that it's this. I mean, it was the first feature, and holy shit, it's still around in a big way today. Uh, I don't. Now, th- content, I don't think it's a, film, I I don't think it's a very good movie. Yeah, <laughs> I mean it hasn't aged well. I don't like it at all.
0: I, I don't. I, that's also our eyes. I'm sure uh, I, it's one of those films. I'm sure you can throw on for a kid. And kids are just gonna be like ah oh, whatever, and then it's like oh good done. Like I start. Like, I always equate this to. Uh, I know it's kind of off subject, but like Wizard of Oz. Have you ever tried like recently tried to sit down and watch Wizard of Oz? Yeah, not good. It's a slog. <laughs> uh, it's a slog. But as a kid, I could just watch it all the time. I had no problem with it. But so, as, a, as a like, kid, I liked
1: with Wizard of Oz, but even as a kid, I didn't like Snow White that much. But it might same, have been too princessy here. for me. I don't know.
0: I just don't know. I don't know. Some of it. Sometimes it's you know. It could be that. It could be very much like I just didn't really quite care for it. Like there's a lot of the older Disney films, like animated films that I've I've seen and I thought were fine. But mm-hmm. even as a kid, I was very much like, eh. It's, I, I could I, for some reason I was just like, oh, this is not not doing it for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> some. I just don't. I think some of the pacing definitely be a part of it. Right. So. Right. Uh, so maybe just not. Yeah. Yeah.
1: It hasn't aged well, but you know, for what it was. Good game.
0: That's for sure.
1: Uh, so then we move on. Uh, so we, we were just talking about the 40s, you know, because we're going by decade, but the 30s had one movie, so there you go, guys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So the next, the next one, first movie of the 40s was Pinocchio. Uh, it was actually meant to be the third feature film after Bambi, but they kept running into a bunch of problems with Bambi, so it, Pinocchio came out first.
0: Oh, that's
1: interesting. Um, yeah, during production of Snow White in uh, '37, um, an animator brought a translated version of the Italian children's novel, The Adventures of Pinocchio, to Walt Disney, mm-hmm. uh, and then Walt read the book and uh, was like losing his mind over how great it was and enthusiastic about making it into a film. That that's that's why it happened. Just an animator was just like, "Hey, Walt, check out this book," and Walt was like, "This book's fucking great." <laughs> Which, uh, Walt did a lot. Walt was very, um, he was very spoiled, and got his <laughs> way a lot. Um, but, you know what, most of the time that ended up being a good thing, so I'm not gonna talk down on it too much.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I guess when you're paying the bills, you get what you want. Yeah, that's the
1: thing, you know, it's, uh, him and his brother were a great team, and it was very cool. Because, like, Walt, uh, was a okay businessman, but was very childlike and had imagination bursting from the seams. And Roy was a great businessman and had a respect for imagination and creativity. So, like so they, they worked
0: off each other very well. Yeah, for sure.
1: Cool. <clears> okay, <throat> so um, so when they were so they started production on that, they put that together. Uh, it began. They began doing it in 1938, and again, like Snow White, uh, live action footage was shot for Pinocchio with actors playing the scenes in pantomime. Uh, but rather than tracing uh, the animators use the footage as a guide for the animation hmm. just to see how they moved and stuff, and they kind of still do that now uh you know they have everyone voice their characters first and then animate the characters based on the voiceovers, mm-hmm. whereas most animations are opposite
0: yeah, there is quite a well i don't know I'm trying to think I guess any more that might be yeah, that probably that's probably true mm-hmm. I don't know the I don't know how a lot of the um, CG films uh, do their animation. Which which order they go through anymore?
1: I think these days, they, I think it's the same thing uh, where they do the actors first.
0: Yeah, uh, I think that's the case. And then that that way the animation can reflect. Uh, it's a lot easier, for, especially for CG. Yeah, and, and
1: the actors improvise or anything.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So yeah, um, cool. No one thought he was insane this time. You know, it got released. You know, it was mostly positive reviews. I remember.
0: Um, it has hundred percent on Rotten Tomatoes,
1: which is insane. But we'll talk about that next. <laughs> uh, financially, it wasn't really a success. Uh, it was like way below what Snow White's money was. Yes. Um. Uh. It was the movie cost two point three million dollars to make. Um, and by the end of the first year,
0: it uh, only made a million. Yeah, uh, it's, it's, it's the final box office talks. take was
1: one point nine million, I believe
0: yeah it's just it's hilarious to me just how expensive uh the walt disney animated films were at the time mm-hmm.
1: and i think that's a testament to
0: how many animators were working on it at once yeah just the production i could i understand that yeah. it's just like trying to think like i don't know what to compare it to at the time period it's like i'd have to look up maybe like uh the budget of like what was gone with the winds budget jesus christ yeah <laughs> So, uh,
1: so yeah, um, uh, some people <laughs> say that it wasn't. Um, it didn't make that much money uh, later uh, from overseas because of World War II and its aftermath cut off like European and Asian markets overseas. Mm, so yeah, the international sure. success was completely hindered, and they could make no money with it. Walt was very depressed about Pinocchio' initial return being a, a failure.
0: Okay, I guess. Okay, by comparison, uh, Gone with the Wind cost three point eight five million. Oh, there you go. So, for one million more, they had hundreds of extras, burning sets, everything else. Yeah. Shows you, shows you what you could get through your money. Yeah. And Pinocchio had animation.
1: <laughs> uh, so, yeah, um, culture today, I mean, again, uh, Pinocchio is still a very popular character. Uh, I feel that most people, when they think of Pinocchio, think of the Walt Disney version, which is going to keep happening as we talk about these movies.
0: For sure. Um,
1: I, I mean the rides are still around, but uh, d- probably not as much of a cultural fingerprint as say Snow White is. What What do you think?
0: Uh, no, I don't know. Um, obviously I don't know because there's been so many interpretations and versions of Pinocchio, but everyone will always go back to this version. I feel like uh, the Wish Upon a Star thing is very, very mm,
1: yeah. And that, you're right because I for- I forgot to even say that about how Wish Upon a Star is basically the theme song of Disney.
0: Yeah. Yeah, you're right. So that, I think that's as I uh, people aren't actively thinking about it but I think that that's has a, has had a huge uh, cultural penetration and it's so it's definitely definitely out there. Um I th- I would say definitely more than like I think Hi-Ho is like the big thing of Snow White and I feel like which Palm Star is obviously way more Yeah, you're right. recognizable and uh out there than that is. You're absolutely
1: right. Yep. I I retract what I said before. Bill wins.
0: <laughs> I am the winner. For <laughs> <us>. <laughs> um
1: and uh so I rewatched this recently and again I don't like the movie very much. Uh n- n- it's very boring.
0: Yeah, I I feel like that's basically my memory of a lot of the early Disney films, which I, I it's um I don't I don't want to if I don't want to say it's an element of the time period because I've seen a lot of films from the 30s and 40s that are very entertaining mm-hmm. and move along quickly. Uh example like the maltese falcon mm-hmm. or uh i mean citizen kane it's a it's, it's I and mean, i know that's that's a, not the best example because that's a critically acclaimed you know mm-hmm. one of the greatest films of all time but still it, it's you know still worthy of being mentioned it's like you can have films from the period that are well paced and can move along and you know can just do stuff mm-hmm. and i feel like um like the pinocchio wide to know why feel like there's just not a lot happening right <laughs>
1: me so yeah I agree yeah Uh, again I don't feel like it aged well it's not very good but you know the legacy is there so what the fuck do we know (laughs) Um, I I forgot to say that uh, Snow White made Walt so much money uh, that he uh, used that money to build a 51 acre studio uh, which was the new Walt Disney Studios at the time in Burbank California and to this day that's still the headquarters of Walt Disney Studios Mm -hmm. that's all I just forgot to say that with the no that's fine (laughs) right on Okay, so uh, after Pinocchio, you know, they had a hybrid film, which was Fantasia. Uh, not really much to talk about. It was just a cool idea.
0: It's a cool music video.
1: Yeah, it's, it's, that's what it is. It's just like a feature length music video, and I dig that. Uh, it's also, you know, it's the home of the very um, iconic Sorcerer Mickey image. Yes. Uh, and Chernabog the fucking <laughs> beast of Disney mythology,
0: who hasn't really appeared recently. He, I... He's
1: shown up in like a couple small things here and there.
0: And I know he shows up in, like, the Kingdom Hearts series, I, I believe he was he in the
1: House him. of Mouse TV show, which
0: was fantastic. Okay. So that's good that he still kind of pops up. Yeah. But then thing I have to remember also, like, Disney doesn't really do... I don't know. I don't want to... I do I know we'll get to this later, but Disney doesn't really do animated films similar to that. Right. Like, there hasn't been enough, Obviously, there was, like, Fantasia 2000, but there hasn't been anything where it's just like, here's a thing. hmm I don't know what I'm trying to say. But, yeah, like nothing, nothing that would really makes sense i guess for turnbog to mm-hmm. show back up in a feature yeah film maybe maybe the frozen sequel will have elsa fight turnbog
1: uh, i've watched the shit out of that i, don't...
0: I would too that'd be great <laughs> um My two favorite things about disney
1: <laughs> uh so yeah um uh, very mixed reviews um i'm not i don't know too much of the history of like the more hybrid films and stuff i fully admit
0: yeah, was um, now was Fantasia the one that had, was supposed to have Salvador Dali do stuff with it, or? Uh, I am don't. Am I thinking of another film? That was
1: something that they tried to work together on, and it didn't happen.
0: Okay, I just couldn't remember what the if there's was this film or was another relation. Mm-hmm. Um.
1: So yeah. Um. Cool idea. Again, it was. Uh, I just. I appreciate that movie just because it was again. Uh, Walt trying to do something different. Um. Then. Always doing something different. Yep. Uh, there's another hybrid film called The Reluctant Dragon. I don't know shit about that movie, so let's move on.
0: (laughs) Never heard of it till now.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I heard of it prior to, but I didn't know anything. So let's move on to the next real film, Dumbo.
0: Dumbo! So, uh,
1: 1941, um, very racist moments.
0: It does. (laughs) Um, I could, uh, I would, uh, lump it the same thing I always lump in most things. It's a product of the time. Absolutely. Um... As we get into something, late, some other stuff later in the '40s, I don't know. I don't know why Dumbo gets such a pass. Yeah. on it's wrong as racism. Yeah, that's
1: the only thing that bugs me that people... I mean, not
0: saying not saying it should be shat on. I'm just saying it, I feel like it gets a pass compared to other things. Yes,
1: absolutely. Um, originally, it was meant to be a short film, um, but Disney found that the only way to do the just book the original book justice was to make it make it feature length. Sixty four minutes. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, whatever, that's still feature length considered today. Stuart Little two had a worldwide theatrical release and that movie was sixty one minutes long.
0: Jesus Christ was it really? Yes. Oh my god. Oh <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> uh, um Well hey, that'd be like an hour and a half on television, that counts, right? Yes, exactly.
1: <laughs> um so yeah at the time disney uh was actually in financial trouble due to the war in europe which caused pinocchio and fantasia to fail at the box office um so dumbo was intended to be a low budget feature to bring revenue to the studio
2: mm-hmm.
1: uh so that way um they just they made everything cheap and i forget what what was the uh the budget was nine hundred fifty thousand dollars
0: yes it was which Very is cheap e- compared to the, even yeah. cheaper
1: to compared to snow white
0: Absolutely.
1: Um so you know, I mean they, and every studio does this, you know, they kick out a cheap one so they can afford to make the other ones. Yes. Yes. You know, and it's got some great stuff. Critical reception was uh a, generally good. You know, it's uh, today it has a 97% on Rotten Tomatoes for whatever that's worth. You know, it won the Academy award for best scoring. Uh it was nominated for best original song. What
0: was the song? I don't even remember. Baby Mind the oh, I su-
1: oh it, it's uh it's a great scene. You know, it's to me it's the big scene of Dumbo. It's just the really sad part of uh Dumbo's mother singing basically goodbye to her child. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah.
0: Gotcha. I guess we could just point to how well that's kind of gotten out in pop culture. Yeah. Um
1: So yeah, uh the crow characters, uh Jim Crow. <laughs> 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 Literally a crow named Jim Crow. Um, yeah. Um <laughs> Hilarious! Super racist. But again, product of the time. I just feel it's important to mention them. Yeah, for sure. Uh and it it made money. You know, it was uh <laughs> it uh grossed one point six million dollars.
0: That's gonna just yeah, good.
1: You know, it made a hundred and fifty percent of its money back, which is exactly what the movie was made to do. Yeah.
0: Make make it some cheap cheap movie to make some income. Yeah. Um and
1: uh, when we talk about the cultural footprint that it leaves, uh, I feel that Dumbo as a character has definitely left its cultural footprint, but I feel that the movie as a whole yeah. is generally forgotten about. I mean, if you, I, I would I would agree. Like if you sure. go up to someone, they're just like, "Hey, what's the plot of Dumbo?" They'd be like, "Oh, well, they take his mom away." I'm like, "Oh, okay, that was in Act One. What happens after that?"
0: Oh, I, I, hell, I just I forgot that happened too. I just remember, oh yeah, there's a. Uh elephant that can fly and then learns to fly it's a little engine that could basically yeah but it's but it's an elephant that can fly instead of a train that can go up a hill yeah that that's me that's about i know of dumbo and i actually i feel like like my only memory of dumbo is from who framed roger abbott Mm -hmm. that's
1: probably my favorite
0: memory of dumbo an arcane (laughs) maroon um yeah yeah maroon he works for peanuts yeah exactly that's what i was gonna say (laughs) yeah yeah uh (laughs) So, I mean, that,
1: that's, boom, that's my memory of Dumbo. Yeah, so, yeah, and again, like, I, like the character, absolutely. You know, there's, you know, the rides are based on them. the uh, Crazy Circus Train, you know, is based on uh, the Dumbo movie, uh, Dumbo's in the fireworks show, everyone knows Dumbo, but they don't remember the fucking movie. You know, and again, you, you tell someone to name two songs from Dumbo, they'll name Baby Mine, and then they'll be like, uh... That's it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, but again, it was meant to be a cheaper film, so... I won't I don't want to say like not a lot much love went into it. But I I don't know what the reason would be, but it did not last as long as say his mm-hmm. other stuff. Gotcha. So then uh the next year, uh Bambi. Uh which is oh, of boy, course Bambi. the prequel to uh Bambi 2, the real star.
0: <laughs> prequel 2. Well, <laughs> <laughs> oh, Robocop's the prequel to Robocop 2, guys. Yes it is. <laughs>
1: Um so this was the uh, fifth full-length uh, animated film. It this was that this one had a budget of $858,000, which was even cheaper than Dumbo, but this is for some somehow this was the one they had a bunch of trouble with. So I'm not exactly sure what the full like development story is on that.
0: Um, yeah, no idea. I I I, I know that originally I, I know that
1: originally MGM bought the film rights to Bambi to make a live action film, and then after years of trying it, they were just like, no, this is fucking impossible, and then sold the film rights to Disney.
0: Yeah, I don't even know how any producer anybody could think in the 40s that they were going to make a li- live action Bambi movie. Like, how would you even begin to do that? Yeah, <laughs> you can't exactly train deer. It's not like a dog. It's like, hey, I want to make a Bambi was a dog. If it was a dog movie, hey, you could feasibly do that. There's Lassie. There's all these type of things. Mm-hmm. I don't think that was at the time. I think Lassie came later. But it, you know what I mean. Um, you know, there's that. That's easier. Easier to train a dog to do stuff than a fucking deer. Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Oh man, that's that's a disa- no wonder that, that that's a disaster.
1: Um. So yeah. Uh, so yeah, because of the failure of Pinocchio and Fantasia and World War II, kind of, sort of happening, uh, Walt cut uh twelve minutes from the film just to get uh production costs down. Um not exactly oh. sure what those twelve minutes are, I don't think that's ever actually been revealed. I know the Enhanced Edition has two deleted scenes and a deleted song as sort of like an animatic thing, but those mm-hmm. don't like add up to twelve minutes, so
0: could be just stuff was it could be the stuff just cut from the script. Yeah. And it us I I mean it's been also I've seen Bambi, but like is that twelve minutes anything super significant <laughs> right. or is it just more frolicking around <laughs> in the woods? Um
2: So
1: yeah. uh, uh, Hmm, that's interesting. Um, sorry, I'm I'm looking. Uh, while I know a bunch of this information, I'm looking at a website for comparison to like look at like uh, original budgets and stuff. And this Mm -hmm. website actually lists at one part it says the budget is eight hundred fifty-eight thousand dollars, but then in another part it says that its budget is one point seven million.
0: Well, that that could all maybe factoring advertising. Maybe. I, are, I, don't, I don't. That's not even adjusted for inflation. No. Be way more than that. Yeah,
1: it's not uh, because it's, it's just saying that it um, it lost money in its initial box office run because it only made one point six four million dollars.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, well, maybe maybe production costs rose, and the original initial production cost was uh, eight hundred fifty eight. Maybe,
1: but it, whatever. So it, it lost a little bit of money. It wasn't like a failure like Pinocchio was at the time. Um, but mm-hmm. again, the movie was released during World War II, and people were caring about other shit.
0: Uh, yeah, and Disney, I'm sure Disney was making money from selling uh, war cartoons and things. Yeah, oh yeah, he was to make up yeah. the make up the cost on what he was losing <laughs> like. Uh, Roy
1: Roy sent a telegram to his brother after the New York opening that said, uh, "Fell short of our holdover by four thousand. Just came from Music Hall, unable to make any deal to stay a third week. Night business is our problem." Um yeah. it got mixed reviews, there was a lack of fantasy elements and objection towards the dramatic story of animals and their struggle to survive in the woods. Hunter spoke out against the film. Uh the nineteen forty two edition of Outdoor Life magazine uh said it was the worst insult ever offered in any form to American sportsmen.
0: Well, yeah. I mean the film is like man. Yeah it's, it's, it's like okay. Um and you know I can, I can see that these
1: days it's you know and and it was re-released in 1947 and actually, um, made a bunch of its money back. It recouped more money. They
0: yeah, no... uh sorry, go ahead. They
1: re-released a lot of the movies in, like, the late 40s, uh, after, like, when stuff died down a little bit uh, with the war. Even more
0: than that. Yeah. Uh, like, that's where a lot of films definitely made more of their budget back, is through re release. Yep. Like, Snow White had several re-releases. That's when you look at how much money it's made. It's made, like, over 400 million dollars, mm-hmm. just through re-releases. Yeah. Uh...
1: So yeah, uh, Bambi ugh, Again, I don't really care about it Nope uh,
0: um, The biggest uh, thing favorite... I
1: remember from it Is that Bambi is really bad on ice
0: My favorite thing I remember about Bambi Is that Bambi is not a very good fighter Against Godzilla uh, Yes, I agree <laughs> uh, that's, my, that's my memory of Bambi Boom. Um,
1: I, uh, My biggest memory of Bambi Is that I thought Flower was a girl My whole life like I mean, my whole life, like until two years ago, I thought Flower was a girl. Because it's a very yep. feminine character with a very high-pitched voice named Flower.
0: Like, it's a very different skunk as, uh, unlike, uh, like. Uh, that's who
1: Peppy Le Pew would try to fuck.
0: That's what I'm trying to say. That's yeah. It's a very different skunk as uh, compared to Peppy Le Pew. Peppy Le Pew would go after that. It's like, uh, I, I don't want to get. I'll make someone upset. If I continue my joke, I'll I'll be quiet. (laughs) (laughs) I don't want to upset uh, certain communities with uh, with brash humor.
1: So yeah, um, cultural significance, I think it's similar to Dumbo. Everyone knows Bambi, but... And knows that Bambi's mom gets killed. And that's it.
0: Yeah, I, I would agree, for sure.
1: Like, I mean, I've talked to people that don't even realize that Bambi runs back into his father.
0: I don't remember that. Yeah. So boom, you you blew my mind. Oh. <laughs> um, Bambi, woohoo! Bambi
1: has and Bambi has twins. I,
0: oh, cool. Yeah. Oh, that that that's when Bambi grows up, yeah. right?
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. A lot of people don't even remember Bambi fucking growing up. That's how. I mean, I'm sure they do. I like. I'm, I'm speaking generally, guys. Please don't e- all email us right now. <laughs> so like, oh, I remember. Like, no, I'm just like generally speaking. When I've talked to people about Disney films, a lot of people just don't remember Bambi as a film.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So yeah, that's that. That's Bambi.
0: That is Bambi. Woo. Uh-huh.
1: Then, uh, you know, Settledew's Amigos came out, uh, which I just like as Donald Duck's in it with a cool fucking cigar-smoking uh, South American bird from, oh, from Brazil. Yeah. Uh, Victory Through Air Power. Don't know shit about that movie.
0: I imagine it was propaganda <laughs> for the war. I think so, too. <laughs>
1: Uh the three Caballeros, I love that movie, it has not aged well at all. But it's just Donald Duck, Jose, and Panchito hanging out being cool guys with a bunch of at the time Latin American stars that no one remembers. Yeah. But uh, unlike the- other half live action, half animated films that came out during this era, you'd still see the three caballeros themselves in a lot of media that Disney releases.
0: Mm-hmm. That's what I know. I know of them, like visually what they look like and where they come from. I just have never seen this. Movie.
1: Absolutely, and like it's uh, there's there hasn't been. I, I don't think there has been like an actual official re-release of the original film. It's, it's been re-edited as like a short for most modern releases. That's
0: interesting. like to cut out a bunch of like the references
1: that make no sense
0: anymore. Yeah, that, that's kind of silly. Yeah, I agree. I don't know. Hey, hey, get it out of the vault, put it on DVD, just as it's meant to yeah. be. It'll be. It'll come out when they finally release a song on the South. Yeah. <laughs> as we'll get, we'll get to shortly. I can't wait.
1: <laughs> it was nominated for Best Musical Score, so good for them. Uh, uh, mixed reviews, you know, whatever. But again, I'm just mentioning it because I love the three Caballeros, and they're still popular.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, Make My Music was an anthology film that came out it was a feature but it was an anthology so it's kind of weird in that sense Mm -hmm. uh there's a few uh moments in it that like people remember like they'll remember bits from peter and the wolf or the uh, cat segment or the blue bayou segment stuff like that but uh, it's not one that people really remember
0: it's almost like uh like Warner brothers made a lot of merry melodies it's like uh oh wait am i getting mixed up merry melodies is disney oh is it no 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 no
1: no. uh you're right
0: uh Yeah. yeah sorry I thought it was. I, I mean, I, I apologize if, I, if someone out there finally does correct us if I was wrong. It's like well, it's like instead of making several merry melodies, Disney just made like one big anthology movie. Yeah. So comparatively, to, yeah, like, that's Bros. exactly what it was. Yeah. Because Warner Bros. would always you know make tons of those throughout the 30s and 40s, and then Disney just makes like a movie. Mm-hmm.
1: I guess <laughs> uh, So yeah, it came out mixed reviews. Whatever. Um, yeah. Next on the list, which we is a hybrid film, but we have to talk about it, is 1946's "Song of the South."
0: yeah um i i always want to quote this loud. two years uh no maybe may longer now back in the heat of the recession uh npr was doing an article talking to christmas santas and how they talk to kids about like trying to con- can like, help them understand that their parents can't buy them expensive things mm-hmm. for christmas and they're asking children what they want for christmas my there was one kid that is my hero to this day because they're like what do you want for christmas song in the south on dvd <laughs> That kid is awesome. That kid is awesome because that means at home he has an old beat up VHS of *Song in the South*, and he really wants to have a new copy mm-hmm. of it. But guess what, kids? Never going to happen. <laughs>
1: um. So yeah, uh, it was a a hybrid live action film. It has twenty five minutes of animation in it. Yes. <clears throat> it was made at the time. It was made for um, two point one million dollars. And when it was yep. released, it made... It was like $3 million or something like that? Hold on, let me try to find uh, it. Uh,
0: I know through its entire run, it made, made $65 million. So
1: it, in its say. initial run, it made $3.3 3 So it made money.
0: Yeah.
1: Was, yeah. Uh, um, so yeah, I mean, uh, Critical Response was a financial success. Uh, critics were a little less enthusiastic. Um... More so, they weren't as much as a fan of the live action portions as the animated portions. Um, time magazine called the film top notch Disney. <laughs> um, and uh, then there's and then later some controversy started coming out in the film, which I feel is mostly unwarranted. But it's probably worse just because at the time period it was, uh, you know, there's a lot of racial segregation still. Um, mm-hmm. You know as cool as Walt is as a person, you know like he Walt Disney was not racist. I will debate anyone that claims that he was a super racist. He was the guy that made a bunch of racist jokes in an era where there was no PC, you know
0: yeah um,
1: but he he himself wasn't racist. He hired too many people of race and Jewish background to actually be racist. Um, but even Walt couldn't get um, James Basket to be allowed at the premiere of the movie he's a star in. Because that's how racist America was at the time. Yeah. So releasing a film with a really cool, laid-back slave in a period where there's a lot of racial tension, I could see how that might have been bad timing.
0: Yeah. Um. It's not even that. It's like it, the racist, like all the like um, racism angle, like, like I don't know, I don't know what's angle. Maybe uh, the tensions against the film. It didn't even happen until like the 70s and 80s. No, absolutely. Which, like, really yeah. popped up and became the big no-no. Mm-hmm um which i find is silly because it's a, i'll go back to this and i this people people bring this up all the time like Warner brothers and i'll go back to them all because it's a good comparison because obviously they're an animation studio uh mm-hmm. they've done a lot of things um water brothers like when they release the old looney tunes cartoons on dvd that they especially some of the ones that have like uh bugs Bunny dressing up like an old mammy you know blade bacon uh <laughs> You know, somebody saying not to beat this old, beat this old mammy, beat this old tire man like that, that stuff that stuff's obviously not politically correct now but wanted brothers they don't cut it out i mean on the televised stuff it does but for the dvd releases they keep it in mm-hmm. and they just include like introductions by prominent black uh, celebrities i know like on those dvds like Whoopi goldberg is the one saying hey this isn't necessarily appropriate now but it's important for us to keep it as it is and show that this is just a representation of how things were at the time yeah I don't understand why Disney is so opposed to doing the same thing with Song of the South. Yeah, yeah, 'cause
2: let's
1: let's jump ahead to like the cultural fingerprint that Song of the South has left. Every single year, like the Big Disney Summit, people are asking every single year when the fuck are you gonna re release Song of the South? And that little kid, like you said, said I want Song of the South. Like people want Song of the South, but for some reason Disney won't fucking release it.
0: It's because <laughs> it's because they'll be lauded as being racist or something. Oh, which I don't think would happen, but I think they're afraid of it. I happening. think I agree, yeah. And I feel like if they just release it, uh, have an introduction, like something at the beginning to say, this someone prominent in the in the African American community, like an actor. Let's say, let's just example, uh, Denzel Washington. Yeah, just get him, or get, get, Idris Elba. Get, just, anybody, Idris Elba, just get somebody. And, and I know it's silly, it's stupid, but it helps bring legitimacy to it. Just this, you know, it's one of those things that just happens. Yeah, it's that's, that's one of those things you need to do if you feel like if you have someone of color that the film is being. "Quote unquote racist against saying hey if they're if, if they're the ones saying hey this is a product of its time I feel like then in people's minds it's fine I, as much as it's silly kind yeah of, as dumb
1: as it is it's true
0: as dumb as it is it, it works yeah. and that that's the same thing but I don't I never saw people getting mad about the Warner Brothers stuff no I mean, it's just because it's not as it's not big a deal or something now like I, that. It's, I mean, it's it's weird
1: because they still use so much of Song of the South I mean Splash Mountain. Zippity doo dah! Zippity doo Won best song at the Academy Awards that year, and everyone knows Zippity doo dah. Well
0: everyone knows that song, but guess what? It comes from Song of the South, so everyone knows all these things about the movie. But Disney is so afraid and wants to keep sweeping it under the yeah. Splash leg, Mountain, one the of the most rug.
1: popular rides at Disneyland and Disney World, Song of the South. Yep. you know it's all, and you'll see Brer Rabbit, Zippity doo dah, uh, how do you do? Everything from Song of the South, except Uncle Remus. Yeah, and it's it's silly. There's no there's no need for it.
0: I, I I agree, and I I know a lot of people agree. I don't. It's all up to Disney to finally figure it out and do something about it. Yeah. Which I I, I if history's shown, that means they probably never will. Mm-hmm. So we can just look to a, like a better studio, studios. I argue are being handling it better, like Warner Brothers, who actually have the balls to go, hey, you know what? We made this. Here it is. Yeah. We're not going to sweep under the rug. Let's let's just admit that this happened. Like we don't think it's appropriate now, but it was appropriate then. Mm-hmm. That's just the way it was. Yeah, Yeah, you know, so that's 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 my stance on "Song of the South" and such. Um, yeah, so that "Song of the South," let's let's get that. Yeah, huge discussion on that because I, I, that's the one that's a big thing for especially me because, um, as many people know, I'm a huge fan of black exploitation and stuff, and this you can admit this falls under that, that umbrella of something that's uh, I don't know, touchy to certain people, and so I know a lot about "Song of the South," mm-hmm. and I i think i'd love to yeah i could actually get it easy because now i think the only way you can get it is getting old vhs's or old like european vhs's it's like it's, it's very difficult to come across a copy of it now mm-hmm. and I, I yeah so and that just goes back to why why isn't it out there release it you know figure it out blah 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 yeah sorry don't make you that. it's fine
1: and it's important to talk about that honestly
0: it is it's important part part of film history important part part of american history you could argue because you know it reflects the time period america is going through and i think it's silly just to kind of pretend it never happened under the rug yeah it's like that's kind of disingenuous and silly and not necessarily absolutely as far as i'm concerned i i i I know plenty people feel the same way but there's plenty of people out there who would capitalize on it like Al Sharpton and such will just you know make a quick buck by oh Disney's doing something they're a big company big face in the industry oh they're doing something that we can perceive as racism so let's get out there and harp on get on Fox News get on CNN make a big talk conversation piece and then embarrasses the company and uh, for no reason yeah, for no something reason. that's like you know what how about you have some you know uh, be an adult about it and look at where it came from and yeah. it's not like Disney's making that movie now right but I don't know. I, it's funny that we, yeah. So I, I apologize for us going on so long about it. Uh huh. So yeah, let's move on. Um, yeah, sorry. There's
1: sorry. not much left, honestly, in the 40s In uh, 1947, was Fun and Fancy Free, which no one will fucking recognize the title of, but it was basically it was two short films combined into one feature. It was a segment called Bongo, which is based on Little Bear Bongo. It's about Bongo, is a circus bear that wants to live in the wild. Uh, but it was also home of Mickey and the Beanstalk, and that's something that visually a lot of people probably recognize. You know, a lot of people probably sure. remember Mickey Mouse being Jack and the Beanstalk. Um, but it came from this feature, and it did okay. It was a decent reception and made okay money at the end. And again, you yeah. know, culturally, no one knows that it was cu- that was from Fun and Fancy Free, but people remember Mickey. Yeah. Um, melody time. Um, gotta be honest, as much as I know Disney, a film I never heard of until, you know, I looked at this list. So, I think it seems, it seems to be another film segment thing. It seems, it's another segment thing made of a bunch yeah, another, of shorts. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But no, I don't even... I've
0: never, i never heard of it <laughs> Yeah, aside
1: from, the narrator is Roy Rogers, and that's it. Oh boy. Yeah. Um, I don't recognize any of the songs, I don't recognize any of the shorts themselves. Uh, um... That's it. Whoop-de-doo. <sighs> okay, moving on. Uh, so Dear to My Heart uh, was another nope. like hybrid-type thing, um, you know, again, it was just a, <clears throat> a combined animation and live action in a big way. Uh, no one really cares about it.
0: Nope. Yeah. <sighs> the end. Yeah, moving on to the last film of the 40s, which I actually know something yes, about. Yes, The Adventures of
1: Ichabod and Mr. Toad came out October 5th, 1949. And again, it had it was uh, two animated segments. That was one feature film. Um, Wind in the Willows was Mr. Toad being a super badass. Yeah. Fucking love Mr. Toad. And the second segment was Ichabod Crane... And even if people don't recognize Mr. Toad, first of all, never you you can never be my friend. Uh, but a lot of people do recognize the Disney version of the Legend of Sleepy
0: Hollow. For sure, the imagery of the Headless Horseman and the like that.
1: The design of Ichabod. Version. Yeah,
0: Ichabod. Yeah, exactly. Like I know, I know of that one. Like of the of the two, Ichabod Crane is admittedly the one I've seen the most because I feel like. Um, growing up in the 90s with like this is disney channel i felt i definitely feel like ichabod crane like just that segment was shown quite a bit late at night yes like not the entire film just like that one ichabod crane segment because I, i'd seen that one a lot more than i'd seen the uh, wind in the willows uh, right absolutely i <clears throat> completely agreed. um i feel like um this was like getting into the 50s and 60s with disney was when i felt like they were doing a lot more dark uh films mm-hmm. Things are I could argue as being more scary. Yeah, I mean, yeah. One um, of the
1: uh, reviews, uh, even at the time, it received praise for being both effectively scary but still suitable for children.
0: Yeah, that's the Disney I like. I like I like scary anime, I like dark mm-hmm. ch- imagery, like similar to. Well, like how uh, Paranormal, like
1: how, how Paranorman, even though it was a PG family film, was the best horror film released the year came out. Oh, absolutely. Uh, and Disney, like you said, Disney did a lot of that, especially in like the early fifties. Yeah. and so yeah um not a lot of information on the budget of the film or how much it made but i'm you know everywhere i look it says that it was financially a success um and it, reviews were generally very positive for the film and again for like sure. i i love the mr toad segment when in the Wills is fantastic and that's a really legit version of the legend of Sleepy Hollow that i really like
0: that it's aged yeah, extremely sure. so. well mm-hmm. um so definitely one of the films of all this list we've talked about that we could actually say we like yeah, as opposed to like, you know, Bambi Dumbo and mm-hmm. such, yeah, where we have a lot more uh, connection mm-hmm. for it
1: and, and, and again, you know, it's actually, uh, as much as like people forget about the movie as a whole um, it's left its mark, you know, as you said like most people probably um, when they think of an animated Ichabod Crane, they think of the version in this movie um, yeah. Mr. Toad still has a very popular dark ride in Disneyland um, and it was in Disney World until very recently when they replaced it with something else. So, you know, it mm-hmm. still exists; it's still out there, um, and people yeah. would still, you know, reference Mr. Toad.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, whether I feel like the image of Mr. Toad—I mean, obviously it's based off a book—but I feel like the image of Disney's Mr. Toad, <laughs> like that version, is very prominent. Yes. I, I I definitely would see it, see it enough in pop culture. Absolutely. So.
1: So yeah, and I and we both agree that we like that one compared to almost everything else from the 40s and 30s.
0: Yeah, exactly <laughs> um, A lot of things that just didn't quite gel I don't know what that says about us Or about Disney improving their craft As they are going along
1: Yeah, I, th- I think it's more so that, honestly Because, you know, when she get when into the 50s Aside from, and we'll talk about this more In the next segment of our Disney series um, Cinderella still feels like the "ain't hey, fucking nothing happening
0: type of movie But by yeah. Peter Pan
1: onwards it, They actually feel like more legitimate movies With stuff happening
0: Yeah, I absolutely agree I feel, maybe, now that's going to be a reflection of the filmmaking at the time and and just changes in hollywood and yeah changes in the, in the industry and now things are moving away from uh well i talk like this and uh you know, like that whole bombastic of Vaudeville style of acting yeah that was very prevalent in, in a lot of hollywood mm-hmm. in a lot of cases so yeah so that's uh, that's uh disney in the f- 30s late 30s and the 40s mm-hmm. yeah so and then uh, throughout the year we will uh, continue to look back on this as Steve takes us on uh, this wild ride through uh, the history Mr. Steve's uh-huh. wild ride Mr. Steve yes
1: so yeah it's, that, that's part one of a one,
0: two, three, four,
1: 2, 3, part uh, series
0: whoop-de-doo so, all the Disney so look forward to that throughout the year of 2015 the year of multiple parts things yeah
1: well we'll have two of them this year Jason Statham and Disney we'll try not to do this for like other stuff
0: It's not like we're going to have, like, just
1: five continuing series that we're going to flip between.
0: No, we're going to do this, then we're going to do the films of Kenneth Branagh, and then we'll do do some Lars Von Trier films. We'll we'll just make tons of lists, and then every week you never know what part you're going to get. All right, and now um, now it's
1: called uh, Johnny Depp Films with Bill and Steve.
0: (laughs) My mom will do that. (laughs) I won't. There'll be a certain period when we get to the early in the 2000s where i gonna be like, nah, I, I really don't want to stop talking about Johnny Depp.
1: <laughs> nope. Got to keep going for the
0: fans. No. <laughs> well, guys, as always, you can find us at moviefilmsatbillandsteve.tumblr.com, or you're probably listening to this episode uh, through our SoundCloud player. You can also find us on Facebook at Movie Films with Bill and Steve. Uh, you can email us at Movie films with Bill and Steve at gmail.com. And of course, you can always find me on Twitter at Lovable Bill.
1: And you can check out my films at www.silverspotlightfilms.com or at slash Silverspotlightfilms. Go ahead and give us a like. All my movie pages keep getting new likes, but the actual main studio page is still like, sitting at under 200.
0: I tell you, when you rebrand things, it just doesn't work out. Right. <laughs> people need to get on that guys like that page if you don't if, I don't if there's not 50 more likes by the time we're done recording this episode i'm just gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna call it poland and maybe uh maybe Roman polanski won't get extra died. yeah so maybe he'll really stay guys there. do you guys want to risk that do you want to
1: support a rapist no I don't think you do, well, so like that like silver
0: spotlight films steve brosinski not a rapist <laughs>
1: i need to put well, that tagline under the logo on that facebook page
0: you should. Silver Spotlight films and like that like Hollywood font. Like slanted yeah. at, like a slanted rating. bold. Not a St-
1: Steve Brzezinski is not a rapist, Bill Murphy.
0: <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> well as always guys, I've been Bill I've been Steve. And until next time, uh zippity do dah, zippity day. My oh my
1: really, really, what really a racist
0: film. Not guys. Night.